Mediterranean and Middle East, Southwest Asia, 2nd millennium BCE, Mesopotamian political and cultural concepts spread across much of Western Asia. The New Kingdom period was preceded by the decline of the Middle Kingdom and by the subsequent period of rule by the non-Egyptian Hyksos. A native Egyptian dynasty overthrew the Hyksos and began the New Kingdom period. This period was characterized by aggressive expansion northward into Syria, Palestine, and southward into Nubia. Innovations during the New Kingdom period include Queen Hatshepsut's attempt to open direct trade with Punt and Akhenaten's construction of a new capital in Amarna. Akhenaten also made Aten the supreme deity of Egypt and carried out a controversial reform program. The general Haramhab seized power in 1323 BCE and established a new dynasty, the Ramessides. The Ramessides renewed the policy of conquest and expansion neglected by Akhenaten, and their greatest king, Ramesses II, who reigned from 1290 to 1224 BCE, dominated his age. The Syria-Palestine area was an important crossroads for the trade in metals. For this reason, the Egyptians and the Hittites fought battles and negotiated territorial agreements concerning control over Syria-Palestine. Commerce in metals energized the long-distance trade. The demand for metals spurred the development of trade in copper from Anatolia and Cyprus, tin from Afghanistan, and possibly the British Isles, silver from Anatolia, and gold from Nubia. New modes of transportation during this period included horses, chariots, and camels.
The Minoan civilization is known through legendary accounts of King Minos, the labyrinth beneath his palace, and the Minotaur. Archaeological evidence from Minoan civilization includes excavated palace sites at Gnosis, Phaistos, and Malia, and widely distributed remains of Cretan pottery and other artifacts. The evidence suggests that Minoan civilization was influenced by the civilizations of Egypt, Syria, and Mesopotamia. Minoan civilization was destroyed, probably by Mycenaean Greeks, around 1450 BCE. The Mycenaean Greek people are thought to be the descendants of a combination of an indigenous population and Indo-European invaders. The civilization developed suddenly, around 1600 BCE. Although it was first known only through the accounts of the Iliad and the Odyssey, the existence of Mycenaean civilization was proved by the archaeological expedition of Heinrich Schleimann in 1876 at Mycenae in southern Greece. Schleimann and other archaeologists discovered shaft graves, gold and silver jewelry, a palace complex, and other artifacts. Evidence indicates that Mycenaean civilization was influenced by Minoan civilization and that the Mycenaeans rose to power on profits from trade and piracy. Mycenaean sites share certain common characteristics, including hilltop citadels with thick fortification walls that enclosed palaces and administrative buildings. Also typical of Mycenaean civilization was the use of Linear B writing. Linear B was an early form of Greek that used pictorial signs to represent syllables. The Mycenaean state controlled the economy, organizing grain, agriculture, and wool production. However, we know little about the Mycenaean political system, religion, society, or particular historical events. The seafaring skills of the Minoans and Mycenaeans encouraged long-distance trade. Cretan and Greek pottery and crafted goods are found not only around the Aegean, but also in other parts of the Mediterranean and Southwest Asia. The evidence indicates that Cretan traders came first, and they were later joined and then replaced by Mycenaeans. In this trade, Crete and Greece exported wine and olive oil, weapons, craft goods, slaves, and mercenaries. They imported amber, ivory, grain, and metals, particularly gold, copper, and tin. The fine line between trade and piracy can be seen in the strained relations between the Mycenaeans and the Hittites and in the siege of Troy. Old centers of civilization in Southwest Asia were destroyed. Unknown invaders destroyed the Hittite kingdom, Syria likewise fell to invasions called the Sea Peoples. The Egyptians battled invasions from the sea in the north and lost control of Nubia in the south. Curiously, archaeology reveals no trace of foreign invaders, yet it is unlikely to be coincidental that Mycenaean civilization collapsed at roughly the same time as the fall of the other regional civilizations. The position of the Mycenaean ruling class may have depended on imports of vital commodities and profits from trade, and they may have suffered from the destruction of trading partners and disruption of routes. Competition for limited resources may have led to internal unrest and, ultimately, political collapse. The destruction of palaces ended the domination of the ruling class. Archaeological studies indicate the depopulation of some regions of Greece and a flow of people to other regions that escaped destruction. There is also a marked decline in artistic and technical skill and the now impoverished society. Mycenaean cultural uniformity gave way to regional variations in shape, styles, and techniques, reflecting the increased isolation of different Greek areas. 
When this cosmopolitan world collapsed, the Mediterranean and Southwest Asia entered a dark age, a period of poverty, isolation, and loss of knowledge. The Assyrian homeland was in northern Mesopotamia. It had more rain and a more temperate climate than Sumer and Akkad, but it was also more exposed to raiders. Assyrian power revived in the 9th century BCE, and the Assyrians built an empire, expanding along trade routes westward toward the Mediterranean, north to modern Armenia, east to modern Iran, and south to Babylonia. Assyrian kings were regarded as the centers of the universe, chosen by the gods as their surrogates on earth. Kings had secular and religious duties. The secular duties of kings included receiving information, hearing and deciding on complaints, and carrying out diplomacy and military leadership. The religious duties of kings included supervision of the state religion, performance of public and private rituals, and consulting and gaining the, the approval of the gods. Assyrian kings were celebrated in propaganda that was designed to produce feelings of awe and fear in the hearts of their subjects. Such propaganda included the public display of royal inscriptions relating to conquests and punishments, and artistic renderings of the kings as large, muscular, and fierce men. At their peak, the Assyrian armies had half a million troops divided into functionally specialized units. The Assyrian troops used a variety of military technologies, including iron weapons, cavalry, couriers, signal fires, and spy networks. Assyrian techniques of conquest included terror tactics and mass deportation of civilian populations. Mass deportation served a dual purpose, to destroy the morale of the enemy and to transfer needed laborers to the core area of the empire. The Assyrians found it difficult to control their vast and diverse territory. Their level of control varied, being more effective at the core and less effective in the peripheral parts of the empire. Within the empire, the duties of Assyrian officials were to collect tribute and taxes, maintain law and order, raise and provision troops, and construct and maintain public works. The central government included the elite class and skilled professionals. The Assyrians ruthlessly exploited the wealth and resources of their subjects to fund their military campaigns and administration, but they also invested in provincial infrastructure, and so were not entirely parasitic. Assyrian society had three major social strata, free land-owning citizens, farming, farmers and artisans, and slaves. The Assyrian economy was based on agriculture, but also included artisans and merchants. In the realm of knowledge and learning, the Assyrians both preserved the knowledge inherited from older Mesopotamian societies and made original contributions to mathematics and astronomy. The Assyrian Empire maintained libraries that were attached to temples in the cities, such as the library of Ashurbanipal in Nineveh.
Israelite people were nomadic herders and caravan drivers who developed a complex sedentary agricultural civilization. As they did so, their cult of a desert god evolved into an influential monotheistic religion. Israel's location makes it a crossroads for trade, however the area has few natural resources. The fundamental source of information about ancient Israel is the Hebrew Bible, which is based in part on oral traditions compiled in the 5th century BCE. Biblical accounts of the origins of the Israelite people include the stories of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. These stories may be compressed account of the experiences of many generations of nomads. The story of Cain and Abel reflects the tensions between the nomadic Israelite people and settled agricultural people. The biblical account of the Egyptian captivity is not confirmed by Egyptian sources, but may be linked to the rise and fall of the Hyksos rulers of Egypt. The period of Israelite slavery, according to the Bible, corresponds to the period of large-scale construction projects launched by several New Kingdom pharaohs, while the biblical account of the Exodus may reflect the memories of a migration from Egypt and nomadic life in the Sinai. The cult of Yahweh, with its exclusive devotion to one god, developed during the period of nomadism in the Sinai. The biblical account of Israelite settlement in the land of Canaan says that Joshua led the Israelites into Canaan and destroyed Jericho and other Canaanite cities. The archaeological evidence of what probably happened is that the nomadic Israelite tribes settled in the hills of Canaan where they were joined by other groups and by refugees from a troubled Canaanite society. Wars with the Philistines brought about the need for a stronger central government. Saul was anointed as the first king of Israel. David, the second king, made Jerusalem the religious as well as political center of the kingdom. The Israelite monarchy reached the height of its power in the reign of King Solomon, who forged alliances and sponsored trade. Solomon also expanded the bureaucracy and the army, and built the first temple in Jerusalem. The temple priesthood sacrificed to Yahweh, received a portion of the agricultural tax, and became very wealthy. The wealth and prestige of the temple priesthood was indicative of the increasing gap between the rural and urban, and the wealthy and the poor in Israeli society. Israelite people lived in extended families and practiced arranged marriage. Monogamy was the norm. Men were allowed to have extramarital relations. Women were not. Women provided the family with important goods and services, but could not inherit property nor could they initiate divorce. The main occupations of women were bearing and raising children, maintaining the household, and engaging in agriculture or herding. As society became more urbanized, some women began to work outside the home in a variety of occupations. There are some records of women exercising political influence. Examples include the story of Deborah the judge and references to wise women. However, the status of women declined during the period of monarchy. After Solomon's death, Israel divided into two kingdoms, Israel in the north, capital of Samaria, and Judah in the south, capital of Jerusalem. The two kingdoms were sometimes at peace with each other, and sometimes they fought. There were significant religious developments during the period of fragmentation. The concept of monotheism was sharpened, but at the same time, some Israelites were attracted to the worship of Canaanite gods. Political developments during the period of fragmentation include the Assyrian destruction of the northern kingdom, 
721 BCE and the fall of the southern kingdom to the Babylonian monarch Nebuchadnezzar in 587 BCE. Nebuchadnezzar deported a large number of Jewish elites and craftspeople to Babylon. This was the beginning of the Jewish diaspora. During the diaspora, the Jewish people developed institutions to preserve Jewish religion and culture. These developments continued even after some of the Babylonian Jews were permitted to return to Jerusalem. Developments of the diaspora included strict dietary rules and veneration of the Sabbath. Phoenicians were the descendants of the ancient inhabitants of Syria, Lebanon, and Israel, who were pushed into the strip of land between the mountains and the sea in modern Lebanon by about 1100 BCE. There, the Phoenicians established a number of small city-states that were deeply involved in commerce. The major Phoenician city-states were Bablos, Sidon, and Tyre. Before 1000 BCE, Bablos was the most important Phoenician city-state. After 1000 BCE, Tyr surpassed Babylos. In the century following, the Phoenicians turned their attention westward, establishing colonies on Cyprus. By 700 BCE, a string of settlements in the western Mediterranean formed a Phoenician triangle. The North African coast, from western Libya to Morocco, the south and southeast coasts of Spain, including Gades, modern Cadiz, on the Strait of Gibraltar, and the islands of Sardinia, Sicily, and Malta off the coast of Italy. Overseas settlements provided new sources of trade routes and new trading partners as well as an outlet for excess population. Expansion brought the Phoenicians into conflict with the Greeks, who were also expanding trade and establishing colonies during this period. Conflict with Greece was most significant in the violent struggle for control of Sicily, a struggle in which the Phoenicians had the upper hand by the middle of the 3rd century BCE. The city of Carthage was established on a narrow promontory near modern Tunis around 814 BCE. The walled city was governed by two judges selected from upper-class families and by a senate that was dominated by the leading merchant families. The navy was the most important arm of Carthaginian power. The Carthaginian fleet consisted of fast, maneuverable galleys, oared warships. Innovations in the placement of benches and oars made room for 30, 50, and eventually as many as 170 rowers. Carthaginian foreign policy and military activity were in the service of trade and were deployed in enforcing a commercial monopoly in the Mediterranean and developing new trading opportunities. Carthaginian merchants were active around the Mediterranean and traded with Sub-Saharan Africa along the coast of Spain and France, and with Cornwall. The Carthaginians made no attempt to build a territorial empire. Their empire was an empire of trade routes and ports. The Carthaginian military consisted of mercenary soldiers from the most warlike peoples in its, dominant, in its dominions, or from neighboring areas commanded by Carthaginian officers. Carthaginian religion involved the worship of capricious gods that needed to be appeased by sacrifice, including the sacrifice of Carthaginian children. The Greeks and Romans thought that the Carthaginians were a hard and gloomy people who treated their subjects harshly. 
The Assyrian conquest brought about the destruction of Israel and pressure on the kingdom of Judah. The Assyrian conquest put pressure on the Phoenicians. Assyrian threats spurred the Phoenicians to establish colonies in the western Mediterranean. The Assyrian conquest also resulted in the invasion and occupation of Egypt and in Assyrian control over Babylonia. By 650 BCE, the arms race with Uratura, war expenditures, and the ever-lengthening borders sapped Assyrian resources. Brutality and exploitation aroused the hatred of conquered peoples. At the same time, changes in the ethnic composition of the army and the population of the homeland reduced popular support for the Assyrian state. The major sources of resistance to the Assyrian Empire were the Neo-Babylonian, or Chaldean, dynasty of Babylon, and the kingdom of the Medes in Iran. The Assyrian Empire was destroyed when the Medes captured the Assyrian homeland in northern Mesopotamia and eastern Anatolia. The Neo-Babylonians took over much of the old territory of the Assyrian Empire. our look at chapter 3, the Mediterranean and Middle East Southwest Asia, 2000 to 500 BCE. Next time we will be looking at chapter 4, Greece and Iran, 1000 to 30 BCE.